Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, another episode of Speaking Freely. You're listening to a couple of Yorkshire chaps talk about, well, whatever we feel like. Um, uh, you're joined by myself, Pirate Tomsky, um, and we've also got uh, Private Alate, who's joined. Um, hello. hello. So, what is the topic of the day? Well, the topic of the day, and the topic of the, the last week, really, uh, is the Wall Street Bets GameStop stop stock uh, news and the sort of market manipulation that's going on in the well, I, I, I keep wanting to use the term Robin Hood style, but I think that's inappropriate given what we'll be talking about shortly. Um, but the the little guys taking on Wall Street, taking on the big boys and the hedge funds, and uh, disrupting market in a very interesting way yeah i've been following this myself so it is quite an interesting story um i think one thing that's quite interesting is well robin hood is probably a, a an appropriate thing to use at the moment with, with what's been going on um so yeah so um i don't know uh do you want to how do you want to start this do you want to go back to the beginning and how it started and do a well, brief yeah. intro I'll, I'll do a brief intro so I'll, i'm going to do the intro as as it occurred to me as I realized what was happening. Because yeah, um, as, as with most things that happen internationally, I'm a little bit behind the times. So I, was, I was just a bit behind this one. Uh, so I, I, I use a stock dealing app, a trading app, to uh, to do a bit of, sort of penny dealing myself. And uh, last Wednesday, Thursday, it crashed. It's never crashed before. Always reliable. It's one of the one things I'll say about the app I use. Um, never any downtime. And it went down twice for quite a long period of time, um, which led me, as everything does, to the internet to try and figure out what was going on and why this reliable app all of a sudden was uh, obviously suffering from some quite severe technical difficulties. And there I discovered Wall Street Bets and... GameStop. So what, from my perspective, was happening is the Redditor, Wall Street Bets, had started a, a movement to um, buy shares in, in GameStop to drive the price up and cause havoc, really, for the large uh, stockbrokers, the hedge funds who'd been shorting it during that that day's trading. Um, the knock-on effect being the stock did rise. Um, it it forced a lot of the the brokers to actually buy their options, which therefore drove the price even higher. And I won't name them, the app I use and several other apps ceased trading on GameStop. They stopped buyers like myself from buying them. And the app I use particular actually just took themselves offline for a number of hours so you couldn't trade at all while this was sort of going on and all of its mitts and then a few hours later it came back up and it came back up without GameStop and AMC shares being available to trade on which really underhand and the more I delved into it over the weekend and uh, spoke to you via WhatsApp the the bigger the news came and I'll be honest, I had mixed feelings about it to start with, but the more 
the more you realize the, the magnitude of what's happened, the the more interesting I feel this story gets. Um, yeah, I know you you had um, you posted on uh, on Facebook over the weekend a really interesting sort of summary of what happened that I thought explained it better than than most areas I'd seen. Um, so yeah, I, I thought it's well worth us picking it up and talking about our perspectives on this and and what we feel the the ongoing fallout from it could be. Yeah, okay. So I'll just, um, from the, the stuff I put on Facebook, I mean, obviously I got that from somewhere else, but um, my understanding, just, just if you haven't been following this story at all, um, yeah, basically there was a large hedge fund called Melvin Capital um, that was, I mean, it, this is it's usual for hedge funds to short stocks in companies they think are going to fail. Um, but Melvin Capital had shorted the stock of the GameStop company, which... Um, if you're not from the US, it's like um, it's like a, a physical store where you can go in and buy computer games or trade computer games. And obviously, with the COVID stuff going on, the the, the stores have been shut for months. So um, Melvin Capital, you know, as the hedge funds do, um, started shorting the stock against the organisation. Um, but the problem was, and what 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 got um, Wall Street Bets' eyes uh, focused on this was how much they shorted the stock. They shorted something like, and don't quote me on this, but it was something like 142% of the stock value, um, right. which, so it was massively shorted. Um, and so for people who don't know what shorting is, um, again, this is my really quick um, explanation. You can, um, as, a, as, a, as a hedge funder, as an investor, you can, you can basically, um, you can take, you can borrow a stock from, uh, from a company or you can you can borrow a stock from an existing owner of a stock of a company and what short what short in the market does is basically you you might borrow it and it's valued at 10 pounds or 10 dollars and then you sell the stock immediately so you are now you've now got 10 dollars um um kind of profit for selling the stock um and what happens is if the shot if the stock goes down so eventually at some point you have to give that stock back to the person that you borrowed it from. And so if yeah. the price of the stock goes down, you then buy the stock back at a lower value. So you might you might sell it for 10 and buy it for three. And then when you when you give it back to the person who you borrowed it from, you basically you give them the stock back and you give them the three the three that you bought it for, you pocket the seven difference. And so um as stocks get um so what what you tend to see and this is this has been going on for a long time with hedge funds but Basically, what happens is, um, and I'll talk about this a little bit more because I, I think I know where you want to go, and I want to talk about the what I call, and a lot of people call the the, the cathedral um, around, okay. um, mostly around American politics, but it does exist here a little bit. So um, I've lost my train of thought. Yeah, so the um, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. So what what tends to happen sometimes is that. Um, People people short um, stocks in organisations or, or publicly traded companies, and then they they try to devalue, like in 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 um, like Wall Street Press and things like that. They'll put out statements that sometimes, and this is questionable, but I think it does happen, and quite a lot of other people do as well. They put out statements which they know will drive the price of the stock down, and the lower the stock gets to zero, the more money the hedge funds make. 
Um, so, yeah, basically, if the price goes down, hedge funds make money. If the price goes up, however, so let's say I, saw, I sell at 10 and the price of the stock keeps going up and up and up, at some point, I have to buy that stock back and I have to give that stock back to the person I borrowed it from. Um, yeah. And so um, what happened was Wall Street Bets got a wind of what was going on. And um, as a subreddit channel, they got a bunch of people to buy the stock and drive the price through the sky, uh, through you know, through the roof. Um, and so hedge funds have to buy that stock back at some point. And so if you if you sold it at ten, and the stock is now at a hundred, you lose ninety pounds on every stock you own. And Melvin Capital had shorted the stock, kind of like massive amounts. So you were talking billions of pounds invested. Yeah. Um, in this in this this whole deal so that's a little bit of history and me kind of stumbling through it and not really being involved in the in the uh stock market at all but that's pretty much that's my understanding of of what happened yeah yeah and i think you've done a much better job of explaining it than i did um but it, it it fascinated me that it's the first time i'm aware of that the the general public have been able to manipulate the stock market in such a a massive way um i mean there's also potential for a group of people to drive a stock price up temporarily and artificially but for this to have gone to the extent it has done which um i mean if you believe some of the stories around it's bankrupt some hedge funds it's it's pushed some banks to take out extra borrowing um it's huge yeah, I think I think it wiped fifty four percent off Melvin Capital's investment portfolio, which is just insane. Yeah, it is, and and that's there was an article I can't remember what it was Wall Street Journal or something um, that this particular stock because it wasn't just Melvin there were other things as well there were other companies as well there was something that yeah. they were talking about seventy billion dollars of losses on um, Friday I think before just as the markets closed. Wow! So it's impressive. It's massive, um, and I think it shows a new, a potential new trend for um, a way for for the general population to actually have a say and have some some power. Because we've seen, I think, recently and uh, increasingly that to actually make an influence to to change the direction of anything substantial these days is is increasingly harder there's so much noise that goes on through social media and through other channels that something like this to creep through and get through that noise and make such a a large impact i think is quite inspiring yeah it is i mean there was um uh what was i watching now i was watching a i can't remember it was one of the channels um it might have been someone like Stephen Crowder or, or someone like that. I can't remember who it was, but they showed the graph. So the other thing that happened was, so this stock was creeping up because of Wall Street bets. And then Elon Musk tweeted about it. And that's yeah. when it went that's when it went crazy. Elon Musk got like 48 million followers on Twitter. <laughs> and as soon yeah. as that happened, everyone bought it. And the thing is, what's really amazing about this is, I mean, they talk about, you know, uh, manipulating stock markets and this kind of stuff. And hedge funds and big big investment firms do this kind of stuff all the time um yeah. you just don't hear about it too much because it's kind of insider i mean in, it's not technically insider trading i suppose you call it insider collusion um 
But um, yeah, it's probably business as usual for them. It's what you, it, I think, from my perspective and a lot of people's perspective, you kind of take it for granted that that's what they are doing. Uh, these massive firms that they, they are always slightly manipulating the stock prices. They're slightly driving certain companies up, others down for their own gains because, well, they're playing the game. As you say, it's not technically illegal. It's not really insider trading. It's more uh, working to the edges of the rules. Yeah, which, you know, all, all good investment person would, would do, I guess, in, in, in that case. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, no, it's interesting. And I think what's, yeah, the Elon Musk tweet is what really sent it kind of skyrocketing. Um, and that's, I got, I found out about it a little bit before then. Um, I, um, I, I I mentioned this guy on the last podcast, but I, I watched a stream by a guy called Tim Pool. Um, and yeah. it was mentioned briefly on there. So I was like, oh, I wonder what that is. Um, and they, um, so going back to just a little bit about the last show where we talked about big tech censorship. So Facebook yeah. shut the group. Facebook shut the group down. The uh, Wall Street Bets group ter- terminated that. <laughs> yes. Um, they also um, there was something on Reddit. I think they the guys from Wall Street Bets actually locked locked the subreddit so people couldn't join because they had so many people coming into it. They didn't. They couldn't handle. They couldn't moderate. So they kind of locked it so people couldn't get in. Um, and that was them doing it themselves. But. Um, you know, they didn't realize how much this would take off. Um, so, yeah, that was interesting as well. Uh, and then, yeah, do you want to talk about Robinhood? Yeah. Yeah, so so Robinhood and the the app I use um, took these these stocks off um, from, from trading. So you or I could not, using those two platforms at least, could no longer buy into the stock and um contribute towards the the share price driving up and it it felt to me to be a quite a quite a similar process to to what we discussed in the last show the the whole big tech essentially um censoring people for their own purposes the fact that robin hood which is is owned by a large brokerage who was no doubt suffering as a result of these of the GameStop trades um they they paused all trading on AMC and uh GameStop yeah as as did my app uh the app as I say that I use actually crashed um which is worrying when you've got money tied up in something that it just stops working um but it just it just did stink to me that why why should they be allowed to stop you trading? Not just that, but I also saw people reporting online that both trading platforms had actually executed trades on their behalf, uh, actually oh, yeah, sold yeah. their stocks in in AMC and GameStop, which, again, if you read the terms and conditions, they can do that. That's in there. You, you agree to them being able to do that when you sign up. Uh, they class it as them trying to... Pre- um, protect you from losses mm, so okay. um the the excuse they used was they classed this as a as a pump and dump and they wanted they was executing your sale they were selling your stock to stop you being caught when it when it plummeted 
Yeah. Which, yeah. of course, is absolute garbage. Um, because I'll be honest, I've bought stocks before that have plummeted. They never protected me. But <laughs> while this one was still on the up, they were willing to protect basically themselves, protect the the large yeah. brokerages, uh, the large hedge funds. They, there was no... And again, this is allegedly, uh, I don't want to get in trouble, but there was, there was no protecting of the individual trader, the general public. This was purely to try and stop the momentum and, you know, cut off GameStop before it got to the point which it inevitably did. Um, and yeah. it took quite a large backlash online to to get those those stocks relisted. Um, I think it was Monday Um so yeah they cut it off for about half a day i think it was and stopped it the the interesting thing the um one of the things that's flying around at the moment and you know we won't get in trouble for talking about this stuff because it's pretty much all public um yeah it's, it's all over the it's all over the news markets at the moment but um the company the big hedge fund um was called citadel um and citadel okay. have um interest in melvin capital and robin hood so um, you know, Robin. Um, so you've got you've got Citadel, who's this huge investment firm that's got yeah. interests in Melvin Capital. Melvin Capital's being basically run out of business by these this run on this stock. Um, and so Robin Hood, who was invested in by Citadel, all of a sudden magically said, "Well, you can't really buy this stock anymore." But we'll sell it on your behalf. But the question is that I find well the the the, the kind of morality on this, um, or the, the really kind of you know sleazy part of this is, yeah, you could you couldn't buy it as a as a uh, individual investor, but if you were inside the network, if you were an insider, you could still buy it. Um, yes, yes. So they were selling your stocks to probably back to Melvin Capital to cut their losses and run. Um, absolutely yeah I, absolutely. I saw one guy who they sold his stock so he had um i can't remember the i can't remember the exact amount of stock that he had but he basically when his stock was around 300 dollars a share or something um and then they cut off they cut off the trading so you couldn't buy anymore it dropped to about 118 and that's when they sold it so they sold his stock off yeah i think oh he had 4500 um uh, sh uh, shares in in um, GameStop. They waited wow. for the price to drop and then sold it. So yeah. I think he's actually there's a there's a class action lawsuit now against Robinhood about this, as it should this be. stuff. Yeah, as it should be. And I know this is a sort of side note, really, but um, a lot of Robinhood users, app users, went onto the Google Play Store. And left one star reviews slating them for their you know actions during this whole period and google i think last time i checked it's over ten thousand one star reviews they've removed yeah i think it was a hundred thousand a hundred thousand i think so yeah even so it just again dishonesty people have left a one-star review because the service they have been provided is subpar but google can just clear that off could you pretend it's not happened um and it's it i think it's just held a mirror up to even more people this for me about just how much is taking up just how much power is taken away from you if you are 
pushing in the wrong direction or asking questions that people don't want answering. The, yeah. This was an opportunity for the average person to get one up on the, you know, the big boys and the lengths that I've been gone to over the past, you know, seven days that I've been keeping an eye on this been unbelievable. Really? I mean, there's the whole, um, the investor groups I've seen, the amount of people that are, are now on there that I've never seen comment before. I've never seen contribute before, but are now claiming that the next big squeeze, um, the next GameStop is one thing or another. I'm not going to name them here because it's nothing, but the, the and, and, and this is, this is not financial advice from either of us. We, we are a couple of idiots. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I, I am the last person you want to take financial advice off, but also I can see when somebody's just purely trying to take advantage of a, of a wave, um, from, from what I've understood, from what I've seen, uh, wall street bets is still pushing people to buy and hold GameStop. That is still their, their kind of target. Um, and the, the one they're, they're focusing on. But yeah, I have seen probably a dozen shares over the past two or three days. People saying, oh, GameStop's doing this next, uh, not GameStop, Wall Street Bets. They're focusing on this next, they're focusing on that next. And they're just utter rubbish. There's no, no logic behind it. But some of the arguments that they're giving are quite compelling. Um, and, you know, part of it, me, being cynical, surprise, surprise, is it that they are trying to take advantage and say they, let's call it Citadel, let's call it um, the the large hedge funds are now planting people in these groups to try and create noise, to create uncertainty, because the last thing they want is anybody with a voice like Wall Street Bets being able to do this again and having a repeat. Yeah, and the more exactly. noise they make, the more confusion they cause in the market by claiming, I almost said named one then, by claiming this company or that company is, is going to be the next one and trying to target them. It's, it's drawing money away from the main focus. Obviously, it's also causing that that little bit of distrust because if you if you fall for it, if you buy one of these red herrings, it's not going to pan out. You're not going to get the return or you're not going to cause the impact that you're hoping and therefore you're not going to actually trust next time wall street bets or someone with a genuine interest and trying to drive a genuine movement yeah, speaks exactly. up you're just going to ignore it because it's like oh, i've been stung too many times before it's it's a really yeah. weird situation so uh, it's it's interesting i mean the question i would ask is <clears throat> and this isn't a question at you at all, but if you're look if you're losing seventy billion dollars, what would you not do to stop that from happening? So that's um, you know, obviously I know for a fact because I'm I'm part of the um Telegram Wall Street Bets channel, which has got hundred and twenty thousand people in it. And yeah. at any one time, so there's a voice chat going on in there all the time. I don't know if you've used Telegram or not, but you can you can have a, it's like a text-based chat, but then you can start voice chats within the within the channels. 
Um, yeah. and, and for the last week, there's been a constant 100 plus people in those channels, um, in that chat, and 100,000 people just constantly post. I mean, it's you can't keep track of it all because there's just so much information. There were definitely um, uh, Wall Street shills in those in that in that group. I can tell there are, and other people have they've been trying to identify them and kick them out. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so th that's definitely happened. There. I mean, what happened with me? You know, last week I told you that I um, again not financial advice. Don't listen to me. I was I was an idiot. <laughs> although I made I think I made thirty quid, so it wasn't massive winnings. But Wait. I bought I bought silver on Friday on Sunday. Sorry, I bought some yes. SLV. And then when I went into the Wall Street bets and listened to some of the voice chats, I was like, I was listening to, oh, actually, a lot of the big investment funds have, have got a lot of silver. You know, buying it helps them. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I sold it on Monday morning. Um, it peaked. It went up a bit. I sold it. I made about 30 quid on it, so nothing too massive. But um, I sold that. So it's definitely happening. And <clears throat> when I was listening to the Wall Street bets chat, people were coming in on the voice and saying, buy silver, buy silver, and then just dropping out of a chat, just yeah. trying to influence people. So that's definitely going on. Um, one thing you touched on a moment ago, which I just wanted to cover very quickly, is I mentioned before this thing called the cathedral. Yes. Um, and the cath no, 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 that's, that's an investment fund. The cathedral oh, okay. is a collective term for powerful entities, mostly in the US. So the, involved in the cathedral is the, the US government, um the uh the the mainstream media big tech and wall street so these four they're like four areas of um of the um of the u.s economy constitutions whatever you want uh, not constitutions um groups that kind of they work together to push outcomes and you can see this stuff happening all the time so I, i'm not i won't get into specifics about i mean i know that there are um the new treasurer of the Fed, I can't remember her name. Um, I'm going to get all this totally wrong, so someone go and fact check me afterwards. But basically, this person had, had taken money from Citadel, but yet they were in charge of running investigations into what had happened with um, Robin Hood. So she's actually recused herself now, um, stepping away saying, I can't run this investigation. Um, that's probably totally wrong, but that's kind of the gist of what happened. But I mean, in, immediately, what happened after they started losing money, all of the big media came out and started pushing these, pushing silver, pushing other stocks that we won't talk about, um, talking about how Wall Street bets was um, people were losing faith in what they were doing, and you know, the, the, it, it almost instantly, within less than a day, massive um, media companies in the US. <clears throat> we're all pushing the same narrative across multiple different uh, news organizations. Um, <clears throat> and then you had the tech collusion that came in as well. So you have yeah. these four, four huge entities, all suitably, you know, kind of suspiciously all supporting the same narrative. And that's why people call it the cathedral. It's the cathedral of the elites that all work together to make sure that you don't um, ever take advantage of them so that's what i mean by that and you know the cathedral is uh, some people call it conspiracy theory but it's, it's really becoming quite transparent now um when you look at what happens like this is a really good example of people looking at these organizations or these groups of people saying well hang on a minute wall street's getting screwed then the government steps in to help them then big tech stops people from doing things and then the media tell you to go and look at other stocks 
That is not yeah. a coincidence. There is definitely something going on between those groups. Oh, 100%. 100%. It's, it's, as you say, if there's that much coincidence going on, then I'm sorry, it's not a coincidence anymore. That's that's collusion. That's that's definitely them driving that narrative. And And I agree with you. The first things I found when I was trying to Google and figure out what was happening when the the app I used uh, failed and I first started hearing of the GameStop stuff was big media outlets in America and in the UK all reporting this as as such a negative thing that was happening. Yeah. Uh, as a, poor, poor billionaires, poor billionaires. They're all getting screwed. Well, yeah, that and, and as, as trying to push it as a pyramid screen scheme that, you know, oh, careful. Stay away from this, or if you're involved, try to get out while you can because it's a pyramid yeah, yeah, scheme. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be the one left holding the can. You're going to be the one that's screwed over by this when it all fails. Um, caution, Interesting. caution. Interestingly, um, though, if you go in, if you go on the Wall Street Bet sub, uh, subreddit, or these guys didn't do it to earn money. I mean, a lot of them did earn a lot yeah. of money, which is good. God, yeah. But they, I, I know people. The guy who there was a guy who um, bought um, fifty thousand worth of. $50,000 worth of stock skyrocketed it up to th- he had 30 million at one point <sighs> and he basically said I am not selling this stock ever at all this is not about making money this is about sticking it to the hedge funds and that's Trevor. the people who are really kind of at the core of this movement that yeah. is what they're, they're that's why they're not selling I mean some people are getting out and selling now because the stock's going up and down I think it's down to about $99 at the moment but this was not about for the majority of people on Wall Street bets. It wasn't about making money. It was about showing people that they could influence the market and they could hold hedge funds accountable. Um, and the strategy of the cathedral now is divide and conquer. And that's why you're seeing all these sil- uh, silver's good, or this stock's good, or that stock's good, or people jumping into these channels in Telegram and, and subreddits and posting all this stuff. And that's how they did it. Um, do you remember the Occupy Wall Street movement? Yes. Yeah. Um, there was a thing about. Um, oh, I was. I can't remember what news article. I'm going to have to start write, writing down my sources a bit more for these podcasts. But there was. Um, there was um, a chat. Uh, I was listening to a podcast. I think it might have been Dave Smith, who's like a an American libertarian guy, and he ran through in his one of his latest podcasts. He ran through the the amount of times identity politics was mentioned in mainstream media. Um before Occupy Wall Street and after Occupy Wall Street. And this is very much a theory. This is cons- this is getting into conspiracy level stuff, but you know, it might <laughs> it might be true, it might not be. I don't know. But yeah. you look and basically Occupy Wall Street happened where everybody was mad at the banks in the in the US because they'd all been bailed out and they'd taken all this money and been paid bonuses and they basically took their money and ru- and ran. Everyone was pissed off and went to Wall Street to to basically to obviously occupy it and, and um, demonstrate against these banks and then all of a sudden identity politics started coming into the mix and there were people were talking about you know different well what do we want from wall street or what, what are we trying to achieve here and there were people saying well we need to do something about fracking and we need to do something about this and the, the, these kind of social issues started coming into the mix and identity politics started being mentioned more and it was almost a, a thing that divided the wall street o- occupy wall street movement because they yeah, all started infighting with each other. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what's happening here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's it's such a it's such a clever tactic. As as you said a few minutes ago, the whole if you're losing this much money, what would you not do to try and 
recover it or save your skin. The same with the politicians. They've they've got this power. They've hoarded this power for years. You've got a movement like Occupy Wall Street on your doorstep, actually making an impact. What wouldn't you do to to subdue that? To yeah. to divide them, to conquer them. It and the easiest thing to do is is hold a mirror up and say, you know, do you two truly believe everything the other person does? Because there's bound to be one thing that the person next to you passionately believes in that you don't. And all you need to do is expose that and you've caused that division and you've you've weakened the cause. And it works. Human nature. We're, uh, we're far too easily distracted. Well, if you look at the US at the moment, and I mean, I think where well, it's it's not as bad as over here in the UK, but the US is very much it's very it's very left and right, Republican, Democrat. I mean, you know, and then there's far left, and even the far leftists like Antifa don't agree with the moderate Democrats. So it's there's like divisions all over the place. Yeah. But every single one of them got behind this movement. I haven't heard one of them. Of, of those groups who have been, you know, complaining about, you know, even like all the racist stuff that, that people are, are talking about in the States and all this kind of stuff and Black Lives Matter, etc. They all seem to unify behind this, this thing, this movement, this Wall Street Bets movement, because it was all about screwing over the elites. And that's who they're really mad at, down deep down. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And it was fascinating to see, you know, you even had um, AOC. Um, I don't know if you know what AOC is. Yeah. Um, She's a congresswoman from I don't know New York, I think. She's quite a, she's quite a hard leftist. She's a bit of a you know she's a bit of a nut job in my opinion. Um, <laughs> well, she was she was tweeting like yeah we need to we need to investigate Robin Hood, um, and we need to investigate these big banks and all this kind of stuff, these big hedge funds and all this kind of stuff. And so Ted Cruz, who's a Republican senator from um, Texas, he replied to so these two these two have been at odds for a long time about various issues ted cruz agreed with her and right. said i agree we need to launch an investigation into this and see what's going on now aoc just couldn't help herself she fired back straight away um saying blaming him for um accusing him of almost getting her murdered at the stuff that happened at the capitol on the 6th of january okay. so for a, mo for a moment there was this little bit of unifying stuff happening even between democrats and republicans in the u.s and then that that kind of fell apart as well. Um, so it's a shame, really. It'd be really good for them all to actually work together on one issue like this one. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, so. But that's that's exactly what the the big banks, um, the the elite. That's exactly what they don't want. Because um, obviously, the, the famous phrase in the US, and it's it's started to be used more over here. The whole the one percent. Um, they're called the one percent for a reason because they are, they make up one percent like headcount, and the yeah. uh, their biggest fear is the the ninety nine percent of us realize that together we are far more powerful and have far more say in what can happen and what should happen than they do, but instead they manage to keep us divided. They manage to keep us looking at ourselves and fighting each other rather than asking the question which is why why do you why do you the one percent get to dictate get to control things without being voted in without being without any choice from anybody else you just put yourselves in that power put yourselves in that position and 
control. Yeah, I mean, money buys you a lot of influence. <laughs> That's the big thing. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, the, the bottom line is there's more of us. Yeah, yeah, um, substantially. You know. So but yeah, as you say, money buys that influence. Money buys it doesn't. I'm careful how I say this. It doesn't buy politicians, but with that money, you back politicians, and you back politicians to, you know, sway to your way of thinking. Yeah, let's say it buys influence. Yes, it buys Let's influence. Put it that way. Yes, um, it buys a lot of influence over a lot of areas, and with that influence, it also instills a lot of fear that you you don't want to stand up. You don't want to be the one person who's making these statements, who's who's pushing back. But the reality is, you're not the one person. You're in the ninety nine percent. The problem is you you need a small group to start the move, to start the movement, so that everyone else can realise what's going on. But as we've been discussing, the the ability to divide and the, the ability to um, separate everybody, it's, again, that comes with the money, that comes with the power and influence, and they're, they're experts at exploiting that. So, Oh, definitely. Interestingly... The Wall Street bets guys in I mean I've just been following the telegram stuff, but anyone talking identity politics, they booted them out instantly. They're, they're not even they're not even tolerating it. It's like if you the only thing that they can't I mean, although I think they're gonna start kicking people out for talking about some of these stocks that they know. Although they're trying not to be they're trying not to I mean, again, <laughs> I wouldn't say good because I was arguing for free free speech the other day. Um <laughs> but, but there's free speech and then there's kind of that's what I don't know. I mean it, it's it's interesting. I wouldn't have done it myself, um, but that's just my kind of take on things. But the way they've been doing it is they literally are, if you come in here talking about political movements or agendas, this is not a group to talk about that. There are other groups to go and talk about that if you want to. And yeah. so they've kind of approached it from a principled stance of saying, this is about talking about trades, not about talking about BLM or whatever, or Antifa or wh whatever you want to you know, bring into the group. Um, and this is like this is an area to talk about trades and, and stocks and all this kind of stuff. So they've kind of um, at one point I thought they were going to start kicking out all these people who were talking about all these other stocks, you know, to yeah. try and well, direct attention. You, we've already called out. We've already mentioned that silver. You you bought the silver uh, yourself. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, I did, um, yeah. And that's that's one of them that I have seen for the last few days. I'm in that uh, Telegram group myself. And for the last few days, I've kept seeing people push it, people push it, people push it. And then on the voice channel, as you say, the, the steady hands saying it's an absolute, uh, I can't think of the word, diversion tactic. It's an absolute yeah, yeah. misdirect. Uh, silver is not the way forward. Silver is their way of getting back up. You know, they're invested in that. They're hoping you withdraw from GameStop put into silver and help them regain some of the capital that they lost. Um, and there are other stocks that, as you say, there's, there's loads to be mentioned in there now. It's utter noise of different stocks. Um, yeah, it is. It is. And there's, there's no question for me that some of the people there, as you said, I've noticed on the voice channel, the voice chat, you see five new people enter, all of a sudden start talking about, silver we'll keep using that as an example yep and then five people leave and it's like so they've literally just come here to shout that that name to shout that stock up and then gone yeah 
they're not they're not part of this discussion they're not part of this group they're there to manipulate exactly but what i find interesting about all this and i think those people are being they are being called out now um and people are calling them out in the channel saying stop talking about that stuff that's you know or saying that's not our mission in this group we want to do this or that or the other um and um but one thing that i find really interesting about about this as you watch it unfold is i think it's been um a bit of a red pill moment for people to see exactly how it's kind of opened people's eyes to this facade of um how little control you actually have in in modern society around these groups of these different institutions all working together and yeah uh, there's no once once that genie is out of the bottle there's no putting it back in it, it, people yeah. will never people will always look i mean i've i've been red pill for a couple of years now but i when i look at things i'm like if i see a, if i if i read a news a newspaper article from pretty much any newspaper my mind instantly goes to it's not about fake news it's about well what is the outcome they're looking for through writing this article yes i, I instantly question the motivation of the person who's writing the article because um or the agenda of what other than writing the article because i always think well it's not just it's probably not just like well they just they found something interesting and they they just typed it up um there are a lot of people who they might report uh, and i'm taking aim at the media specifically <laughs> but they might report but the media have been pushing a lot of this wall street stuff as well they'll report something that is kind of almost factually correct but the language they use is is like misleading or they they yes. tidy up quotes or they quote people they take people out of context um and it doesn't really represent what's actually going on and once you have your eyes open to that stuff and you realize that you know if you go to a new york times and you read an article about wall street or about stocks and things they're probably being influenced by an investment group or a hedge fund or a government policy that they want to push forward my mind just ca i can't turn off on that now and this is in my view one of the most one of the best things of the wall street bet stuff is it's it's interested a lot of people because it's so unique but it's going to red pill a shit ton of people going forward because they're just they're not even hiding it anymore citadel yeah. has got investments in robin hood robin hood stops people from transacting on transacting on stocks yeah it's, it's like they, face. yeah they panic so much that instead of trying trying to quietly manipulate things, they've just gone into overdrive and you know they've had this kind of knee jerk reaction. Um, so if 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 the if one thing comes of this, I hope more people start questioning these institutions and the motives of them. Um, 100%. you know, so we'll see. We'll see what it goes. What do you think is going to happen next? Anyway, that was the last question I had for you. What do I think is going to happen next? Um, I think it's going to be more noise now i can see <laughs> i mean this is i'm talking small short term i can see a lot of people losing a lot of money on the stock market thinking they can replicate this yeah from a cynical point of view um but the next thing i see is is groups um like wall street bets being not censored but diluted so whatever comes next from the Wall Street Bets group, whether it be on the, the Telegram app or anywhere else, I don't think it will have the same effect again. I don't think this can be replicated anytime soon, if at all. 
Um, I agree. I, I agree. I, I think there's now, you know, you just said the red pill moment for people. This is a red pill moment for the the stock market for Wall Street themselves to say, "Hang on a minute, we now need to keep an eye on these guys because they've just realised they've they've just been shown, okay, one voice on one platform can." cause all this disruption so we need to listen to all them voices and we need to hedge our bets more cautiously and react quicker to any any noise like this again um so i, th I think it's going to be potentially positive as in the stock market going forward is, is forever going to be different now yeah but my main hope is really echoing yours that more people will now wake up to to how you'll be manipulated every single day for for good or bad there's manipulation in every activity you do and Definitely, it's just yeah. it's not about conspiracy theories it's not about um anything other than just doing a bit of research don't take anything on face value because anything on face value can look good or bad but the reality is usually somewhere in the middle yeah, and I think what I do as well, just from my perspective, is I listen to lots of different types of people when they're talking, and I'll read multiple news reports about the same thing. Just because yeah. if you read five articles from five different news sources about the same subject, if you tie them all together in a coherent story, you'll get roughly the truth, if that makes sense. Yes, yeah, the truth will be somewhere in there. It's, yeah, it's up to yeah. you to to find it. I, I'm I, I'm the same. Um, if you look at my my podcast catalog that I listen to and watch on YouTube, um, or if you look at the the people I I read who blog and vlog, um, you would not be able to pick my political persuasion out of a hat. <laughs> because yeah, I I, I, damn I, right, I, 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 listen... I damn right disagree with some some of the people I listen to. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I, I think I, I actually disagree with most of them that I listen to, but they do speak some truth in, the, in there. And if you listen to both sides enough, you you can form your own opinion and you can find your own truth within there. And I'm not saying I'm right and they're wrong. I'm just saying that there's 50 different opinions about the exact same subject out there. So someone is slightly off. They're always um, off by some bit, you know. Even in this country, yeah. we've got the BBC that says, "Oh, we're 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 funded by the taxpayer, so we're we're not biased." It's like that is com a complete lie. I, I've I've known that yeah. for fifteen years how biased the BBC is. Um, uh, so yeah, I I think and just just to follow on from what you said, um, just a little bit on. I think if you list if you read lots of different news articles, if you're having a discussion with somebody who's only read one, you're already more informed than they are. Yeah. Because you've put a bit of time in looking at different different articles and different ideas about things and different perspectives. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. I think, personally, my take on this is I think you're right. There's going to be some kind of crackdown on on um, te tech again, going back to our my favorite subject. Um, there'll be something in tech that, that, that tries to stop these groups from organizing. They're already talking about um, people in the US are already talking about cracking down on Telegram. So we'll see what happens there. But honestly, I think the US under the current administration, um, well, I mean, I say current, any administration over there, really, Trump was like an exception to the rule of the last hundred years of kind of ruling. But, but I think new legislation's coming. 
So this can't happen again. I think that's what's right. going to happen. Um, I think that you know you've got people who are in in the government who are very much influenced in quotes by the people in Wall Street, and you know why wouldn't they be with all the money that's flying around? I bet yeah. there'll be something around legislation that comes through to stop this kind of trading, or maybe not stop it, but slow it down, like what happened with Robin Hood. Um, I think there'll be yeah. something around legislation there to say if a stock price is skyrocketing too quickly, they'll say something like it causes instability in the market and so we need to regulate and control it. That, that'll be the type of language they'll use. Yeah, I I saw, I can't remember the, the terminology they use, but basically... Um, Volatility? No, sorry, but the, no, for what they what they were looking to do legislate, as far as legislation goes, so for uh, Robinhood as an app, for example, that if a stock price was being driven up too fast, they would be able to put like a um, a filter uh, in place yeah, to, yeah. To, to slow down the individual trades so that GameStop, where you had individuals lumping on consistently for a number of days, they would be able to slow down the, that so that you couldn't trade as quickly and the price wouldn't be influenced as much. Yeah, um, like, like turning down a hosepipe type thing. Slow down yeah, the trade. Yeah. Yeah. There's a really good word to use, and I'm really disappointed in myself that I forgot it. But um, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're going to, or they're hoping to put something like that in place to, to slow that stream down so that if anything like this was tried again, Joe Public couldn't have the same influence. But as you pointed out, if you're in a brokerage, if you're a hedge fund, you still can. They're not filtering them. There's no um, cap being put on to what they can do. It's it's all one way. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, just one thing I forgot to mention earlier about Robin Hood. Just, um, the, the CEO of Robin Hood, I can't remember his name. Um, uh, I can't remember his name anyway. But he basically, so first of all, they came out saying, we're protecting individuals to not lose money. And yeah. then a couple, like a day later, he said, oh, no, we didn't have enough liquidity in the company to buy all these stocks. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, so then, so they're kind of changing the tune a little bit. And I've just heard today, um, apparently, this CEO was on a call with Elon Musk, like a video chat with Elon Musk, um, like a group yes. Zoom chat or something. Um, I'm guessing that it was like maybe they um, own stock in Tesla or something. So it might have been invested. I don't know what kind of meeting it was. And Elon gave the floor to the guy. I think he's called Vlad something and said, can you explain what happened with Robin Hood? Vlad Tenev. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You're better at looking things up than I am. Um, <laughs> but Elon Musk gave it, gave the floor to him and said in this meeting and said, and started grilling him. Why did you stop people buying this stock? So, wow. you know, Elon Musk is like the real, <laughs> Elon Musk is, I mean, he's been a, a personal hero of mine for a long time because of the way how he approaches problems and, you know, yeah. people are always saying that he can't do stuff and he always finds a way of do, of working around these problems. And, but even more, I mean, Tesla, he's been, he's been screwed over by short selling in the past. So he yeah. understands how painful it is for companies to have to go through that. Um, so it's good to see somebody who's in this, who's a billionaire, not part of that club. And you know what happened to him last uh, last last week after all this stuff went on in Wall Street? No, He's no. now being investigated by the FBI. SpaceX is being investigated <laughs> by the FBI for not hiring illegal 
for not hiring non-American people to work for for SpaceX. Nice. So it's been, but um, the last thing I read about it is, well, SpaceX is building rockets, so yeah. you can't have non-American official or non-American people build rockets for the U.S. government. For NASA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's, it's like it, it makes perfect sense from a you know if you think through it logically that oh, I'll, I'll just gonna... I'll hire this Chinese guy to help build this rocket, <laughs> and then six months later, the Chinese government's firing missiles using the same rocket. Yeah, I, I was just gonna gonna say that when you when you were saying that they're not hiring non-Americans, it's like well, surely in the business they're in, you'd want it to be as restrictive as possible and as confidential as possible. So probably yeah. not. <laughs> There's probably a national security risk there somewhere. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah so I'm, we'll all, see what I'm all for I'm all for equal opportunities, but I'm also all for security. <laughs> yeah. So back to the billions. Anyway, I just I'm gonna I'm gonna. I don't. Do you have anything else you want to add? Because I just want to close with a quote. No, I think I think we're ready to close with a quote, mate. Drop it on us. So my quote is: "It's it's a big club, and you ain't in it." By George Carlin. That's nice. what he used to say about people who are outside the uh, outside of the cathedral. So, and today, this week has been they've been exposed way more than uh, I think they thought they would be for a long time. So, yeah, or thought they could be. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, if there's nothing else to add, we'll close the show out there. So thanks very much for your thoughts, uh, Privateer Latte. Um, good, yeah. good name, by the way. It's going to take me a while to get used to saying that. Definitely. It's like me calling you Pirate Tomsky. It's, it doesn't roll off the tongue as, as it normally would. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's uh, – yeah, I've been using the name for a long time online. So, um, but, <laughs> And plus cool. I, like, I like playing pirate games and stuff, so that's kind of where it came from. Fair um, enough. So, yeah, thanks, everyone, for listening. If you've been listening, if you haven't, then why haven't you been listening? Um, yeah. And we'll see you on the next time on Speaking Freely. Um, so take care, and uh, if you're watching on YouTube, feel free to leave a comment below. Um, and, yeah, see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye.